I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest share what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself. It's my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my life. Bon Jovi, this is the Kick-Ass Radio Show, and I am Christopher Roush, your host for the next hour here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show, bringing you what it takes to have an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success. And we do that by coming here live every Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where my guest comes on here and they share their story and they give at least five tips that you can begin using immediately. So unless you're driving, I want you to really to make sure you have pen and paper that you can write this stuff down because that's what successful people do. They take notes and then they take action. And so uh, we are here on show number. We have done 120 shows, and I'm very proud of that. We've done 120 shows. So if you take uh, you take 120 shows times five kick-ass tips, uh, that's 100. That's 600 tips. 600 tips that we've been doing for two and a half years. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've been doing it every Monday night at 6 PM and we've had some amazing guests on here. So I really encourage you to go back and listen to some of those shows. I mean, we, we talk about a wide, broad, uh, subject and, and we just, we, we hit everything that, that it takes to have personal and professional success. So if you want to go back and check out those shows, uh, it just go to my website. Easy. It's ChristopherRausch.com. R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRoush.com. Go there, hit the radio show tab. Halfway down, there's a link to iTunes because what we do is we take the live show and we create a podcast out of it so you can go back and listen to it over and over and over again uh, to your little heart's content. And uh, if you're anti-iTunes, you can just go over to www.thekickassradioshow.com and uh, through my provider there, Blog Talk Radio, you can hear uh, the last, uh, you can hear all the previous shows. So, uh, yeah, we've had some amazing guests. And if you, if you took, you know, even just 10%, if you just took 60 tips and applied them in your life, can you imagine how kick-ass your life would be? I mean, seriously, I'm not called the no excuses coach for, for nothing. So there's no excuses. I guarantee you, if you go back and listen to 10% of the shows and you start applying that stuff that your life will rock. Um, so that's my little, that's my little, uh, disclaimer there. Go check it out. Test me. I guarantee you, uh, you will find stuff that's there. I mean, it's just not even five tips. I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff. I go back and I listen to the show every day, the next day, because I learn from my guests. I mean, I know a lot about personal development. I've been in it for over 25 years, but still I am a student. I listen to audiobooks all the time. You can't stop learning. Kick-ass people who are successful are always learning, reading books, talking to people, teaching stuff. You know, it doesn't stop. Um, if you'd like to call in and talk to yourself, uh, this is a live show. So the number is six, seven, eighteen. Again, that's 678-1582, uh, and we would, uh, we'd love to talk to you. 
what a guest we had on. Uh, we had un came on here to help how to survive in today's society. Um, not having not judging people based on what's going on in their particular life. We tend to do that. We tend in in the in the point of the show really was number one excuses about what and moment is to understand that you know somebody know what you know you know sentence here really the kick ass the show are um but I know I've had to learn younger you know I understand i would make fun from all the people that made fun of I, and i spent my life you know pattern that hey, i've got a story to tell unique and you can't judge somebody based on that they didn't get a chance to have whether or not they got them or not so really a cool, cool family and i both take uh from southern california about mental and uh, uh uh you know i suffered from depression I was younger, anxiety, ADHD, um, tried twice, fortunately, got it. I'm a living, I'm in person, I'm a quote-unquote speaker and everything, but still, I have down days, times, and it's about what those moments that make stronger. Um, I've been listening to the show for a time, you know, I have a tattoo on my that says, what only makes me strong, I truly, truly believe in that. You can either victim of a situation, Victorian, and if diagnosed with mental illness, uh, I don't like the words either. You know, if you're if you're diagnosed with something, that be your life. Get strong, get medication, help, and you know, you can in your life. That's really what we're. So, um, shows. I just want to give you guys a heads up. I am going ending the kick ass show. Yes, it's a half years, I believe, uh, bad at dates, but we're going to be bringing. Maybe to a uh, to a slow uh, and uh, ultimately we're going to here at the end of the month. And um, I just I thank you guys for the cards and everything. I really appreciate it. I'm not going to be going on forever. I'm going to take a little bit of a break of the year. I've got to get products done. I've got to get books. I've had stuff that's I mean completed, and I just have too many things in the fire. So I'm going to dedicate the rest of the year those products out to you, and enjoy them, and then possibly doing a podcast. 16. So, anyways, just wanted to give you guys that. Uh, my guest tonight, dun, 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 dun. my guest tonight is Wendy McClellan, and she's pioneer. Uh, as one of the first small to get on her first website, was chosen by the New York Times as one of the biz on the net. She's an award entrepreneur as well as nominee for an entrepreneur of the year. She has spoken over 10,000 people in live audiences throughout West and the U.S. Today, she continues to adapt and innovate while specializing in helping entrepreneurs find creative strategies through her work, presentations, private consulting. And if that's enough, Wendy McCullen is here on the Radio Show tonight. Wendy, how are you doing, my dear? I am awesome. How are you guys tonight? You sound like you're on fire. I'm on fire! Woohoo! Uh, oh, what's that song? What's that song? Uh, the God, I'm on fire. It's some song. Oh, yeah, Alicia Keys. Alicia, the, the girl is on yeah, fire. What? Alicia Keys. 
The girl yeah. is on fire. Yeah, my wife has it as a as a ring thing to wake her up like an alarm. And so as soon as yeah. it goes off, I have that song stuck in my head. I always get songs stuck in my head real easy. Now that that one's going to be stuck in my head before it was Bon Jovi. But no, we're doing awesome here. You know, it's it's the Kickass Radio Show. Uh, it's a beautiful day outside. I was sweating it here because I decided that we were going to change internet service providers here at my home studio. And I didn't have internet until about, ooh, let's see, 12 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad yeah, it all worked baby. out. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I had a stand. I had a standby. I had my little. I had my little Wi-Fi. I have a personal Wi-Fi device that I take with me when I travel. So I was ready to hook that baby up and sit there and say, "All right, well, let's. Uh, we're going to get creative here. We're going to get resources. This thing happened. That's what we do on the kick show. So I want to thank you for us tonight from Vancouver, Canada. And um, Wendy, I gave everybody a textbook and you but what i would like for you my dear is to just share in your own words what your story's been where you been what your, makes you a kick-ass lady okay well um i'll go back about 20 years because that's kind of where my current life evolved from i was a stay-at-home mom with three little kids and all of a sudden like many people my marriage ended and I didn't want to leave my children to go to a nine-to-five job. So I started a little typing business. I was able to get a computer from one of the big box stores with no money down, thank goodness, because I didn't have any cash. And I could pay it off in six months. So I began by typing term papers for university students. Every morning I would go and knock on ten doors. I made myself do ten what we in the old days called cold calls every morning by 10 a.m. And that's how I built the business. So I was typing menus for restaurants, brochures, flyers, that kind of thing. And people would start to ask me questions. They would say, oh, this isn't working in the business, or things are slow. And marketing just came naturally to me. I would give them ideas or suggestions. They would try them. They would work. So I started to build a really good referral business, people telling their friends about me. And one day the Chamber of Commerce called and asked if I'd come in and do some sort of, I guess, consulting with three or four of their people, um, their businesses that were in the Chamber. I said, sure, and really enjoyed doing that. And today it's what we would call coaching, basically. And then my local university college phoned and said, would I come in and teach as a visiting um, instructor for a day in their small business program? And I said, well, I'd love to, but I don't have a university degree. And they said, no, no, that's fine. So I went in and I taught for a day and uh, at the end of the day, the professor that was in the class asked if I would be interested in developing an entire curriculum for them on entrepreneurship, small business, this kind of thing. And so one of the lessons I learned that day and one of the things I work with my clients on and I try to remember myself is when you have a win like that, when you get an opportunity to actually develop curriculum at such a high level or you get another kind of a win in your business, you get a big contract or something, how do you leverage that? So for me, it meant, okay, I want to have my own radio show. And the closest I've been to a radio station at that point in time was to go pick up a T-shirt I won when I was 17 at a local radio <laughs> station. But for some reason, I thought, yeah, I could have a radio show. So I drove out to my local talk radio station. I did not have an appointment. I did not know the name of the marketing manager. And I did not have a business proposal because at that point in time, I didn't even know what a business proposal was. So I walked in, the marketing manager graciously gave me about 10 minutes of his time, and I said, look, I'm teaching at the university, small business is a huge trend, lots of people starting businesses, but they don't know where to begin, they, they need help. 
And so he listened to my idea and he said, well, I'll call you within a couple of days to let you know what my team thinks. And before I even got home, the phone rang and he said, yeah, we like your idea. And I think this is a Thursday. And he said, we'll start taping Monday morning. Can you have 14 scripts ready? And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah. And so then he said, we also want you to be connected to the internet. And I'd heard, this is like 1995, and I, I had heard of the internet, but I had no clue what it really was. So I went home and I looked in the Yellow Pages. There was one, when we still had Yellow Pages, there was one internet company. I owned, had them come out to my house on a Friday. They hooked me up, and my kids that weekend were with their dad. And so I had the whole weekend to myself, and I literally did not go to bed that weekend. I spent the entire weekend <laughs> surfing the web, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And at that point, there was only maybe 200,000 web pages. And so I thought, I can build a website. I taught myself HTML code. I worked with a designer. We created this website. And three weeks later, a guy phoned and said, hey, do you know the New York Times picture website is one of the best business sites on the web today? So that was, again, a leverage point. How am I going to make something out of this amazing thing that just happened? So I sent a nationwide press release out here in Canada about that. And my business exploded. Within a year, I had at any one point in time between eight and 12 web designers working for me. I was speaking all over the state, the Western states and Canada about using this new thing called the Internet. And just really was able to grow a very successful business in a very short period of time. So it was an amazing opportunity to be in at that ground level. And um, then in late 99, when things were going very well, and I was actually about to open an office down in LA because I was working in California a couple times a month, um, I got really sick and nobody could tell me what was wrong. And um, I ended up having to shut the whole business down and give up custody of my children. And um, I was having like fevers of 103 and then I would, you know, I had bleeding stores in my throat. I was losing two or three pounds a day. Nobody could tell me what was wrong. And finally one night I phoned a friend and I said, you got to get me to the hospital. I can hardly walk. And what it turned out to be was an E. coli bacterial infection that had actually gone into my spine, which is why I felt like I couldn't walk because it was actually eating away the bones of my spinal cord, spinal column. And so um, it ate away portions of the lower three vertebrae and two discs one kidney and gave me brain damage. So I spent uh, a few months um, in one of the big hospitals here in Canada. And then another four, five, I guess about four months in a body cast. So plaster from just under my armpits to my knees to fuse the bone fragments back around the spinal cord. And it took about a year to learn how to walk again without a cane and get my mental function back. So I went back to primary school, math books and reading and um, sort of rebuilt my life for my children and myself. And so the last five years I've really focused on helping people with their social media and making, um, making social media real. I have a new brand, Social Media with Heart, and it really talks about being yourself, being authentic online because people don't want to do businesses with brands anymore. They want to do business with people. So that's kind of my story. That's kind of my story. Well, let me just uh, let me just let everybody know they're just joining us. We're on the Kickass Radio Show. We're talking with us tonight, Wendy McClellan. Uh, Wendy, down words like courageous, tenacious, resourceful. Wow, you! I mean, your your story was going along, and everything was like great. Like, all right, cool, cutting edge, and she's doing all these, she's taking chances. And all of a sudden, you're like, I hear skid marks, and you're like, okay, ask hospital for four months custody of kids. I mean, holy sh pardon my French. Well, I speak French, so <laughs> don't pardon it. Um, not Canadian. Uh, 
Americans up there on that side. Oh, but wow! I mean, you, my, you have, uh, you have my respect. You, you seriously have my respect. I mean, just well, thank I'm you. Going through a divorce and doing all those things, but that's why I wrote down current nation just because it's. Uh, I talk to people that are that always play it safe. And, and, you know, when you just go and do it, like Nike says, you just go and do it, what you can accomplish. But uh, um, today, are you healthy? Everything's good? Did you beat it? And, and, and Well, I'm, you know, I, I don't like to, um, I'm very much a positive person. And I really try not to give voice to negative things that are going on. But since you asked the question, um, I do live with constant pain. So I do have pain 24 hours a day, but I am working on some new treatments and therapies, non-traditional ones that I'm feeling very hopeful about. And so that I can, I want to be stronger. I want to be able to move without pain and to do more things. And so, um, yeah, I am, you know, overall, I would say much overall, but in 100%, my life is amazing and awesome. Um, and it's just, if I can get the pain under control, then I can really do some amazing stuff, I think, that I haven't had a chance to do. Mm. No, I agree. I have the near as much pain as you do, but I have neck and back stuff. You probably see my social media stuff. Yeah. And, um, I'm taking pain medication probably about five years. And I'm, I'm like really seriously ready to stop taking it in September. Okay, I'm just going to toughen it. Uh, do some alternatives like uh, you were saying, but yeah, you know it's it's amazing what we can minds to it, and and the difference between and and you know people out there not listening to the show is that you know chosen to above and continue on on still you know make a difference in the world where this is like oh my god I can do it because pain and that life sucks. Um, yeah, don't get me out on a tangent. Uh, so uh, yeah, I just want for for sharing that you know and that's that's i really wanted you to be wendy is is that i love social media with the heart and obviously you know me mr c authenticity and a bit of because people like you know you're a professional speaker you're a motivational speaker you're a coach you know don't put on there that you're having a bad day don't put on there that you're pissed off and you're good um and these are these are high level mentors and I said, yeah. you know what? I just want to be me. I am the rest of this world out there that makes me any more special. The thing that makes me special is I sit there and go, okay, what am I supposed to learn out of this situation? How to to help other people? And how do I keep moving on? Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel the same because I'm very um, transparent on social media. I struggle with bipolar depression. And, you know, I've talked about that online. And I don't have a problem doing that because I know when I do talk about it, I get a lot of private messages from people thanking me, saying you encouraged me to go get some help or to figure out what was going on for me. And so, you know, I don't say it like, and I've, I, I mean, we know each other really well online and we're not saying it to complain to people. We're saying it to say, this is real life. And, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our ups and downs. We all have our bad days, but you have to be open about that because I think if you put yourself on a pedestal that everything's perfect all the time, that's a long way to fall. And I always just want to, you know, to be myself. And if people meet me, I want to be the same person that they know from online. Mm-hmm. And my respect on that. That's, that's super huge. And I, th- I think there's actually, uh, it's interesting. I'm seeing some of my coach friends and my speaker friends because I'll, 
I'm not going to call their names out, but there's some people out there that, you know, stage and say how great life is, how, you know, and then they come off stage and they're completely different. And I think there's hunger and like you were saying, for us just to be real people, you know, just to, just to, it's an all. Um, so I'm seeing my, my friends that thought were ditching the suit and tie uh, and saying, okay, listen, I'm not going to be like everybody just going to be me if you like me if not for you go find somebody that is for you any people out there i'm seeing um people trendsetter but so chris you're just you and i'm like just me um whether you see me at home whether you see or i'm just going to be the same guy i mean i'm going to be a little bit more animated but at the end of the day we're all people journey and my experiences and help you or if your experiences can help and we can make the world a better place then why not Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, it frees us as individuals when we are really authentic, because then we don't have to remember the sort of the the fake persona that we've created, you know, and when things do go bad, then it's okay, because people know that we're just humans, too. And I think it makes us a lot more, I know it makes us a lot more relatable to people. And uh, you know, that's who I want to be. I just want to be somebody in the world that if you can get something good out of what I'm sharing and make it improve your life or grow your business or whatever, then I'm, that's, I've done my job, you know. And you're going to see the good and the bad of me. And um, uh, just like you said, just be, be yourself. Mm, mm. And, 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 I, and I love that. That's, that's all I'm with, uh, with lately. And the question I have is, because I just got some crap about this the other day. Normally, I don't post about politics watching the news like five, six years ago. And I stopped, I stopped posting about, politics, yeah. posting about yeah, yeah. just stuff. But lately I've just been like, you know, and I did it because I was playing it be perfect with you and everybody else out there. I say going, okay, I don't the fact, okay. I like Bernie Sanders. I'm still going to make, yeah. people aren't going to know, is he a Trump guy? Is he a, is he a Bernie Sanders guy? Is he a Hillary guy? Safe. And the right. other, it's just like, that's trying to authenticity. You know, I I choose all sides of different you know uh, aspects, is religion or politics. But my Wendy is is there in is there too much that we can share? Base, you know, personal good question. Very very good yeah. question. And um and I actually have a course that I created called um, creating a brand with heart. And in there I talk about having boundaries and how much do you share. And so for me personally, I. I'm not a political commentator in my role on social media. So I really hold my own political views close to the chest because I don't, I mean, I love a good political debate. I'm in Canada, but I've watched American politics since I was in my teens. I remember watching the Nixon mm. um, Watergate hearings. So I'm in a, you know, I mean, I love the, the craziness of American politics and I also get totally frustrated with it and glad I live in Canada. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was say, you know, but I, I don't talk about that on, online very much. Occasionally, I may comment on someone else's political post, but I won't generally post my own political views online. 
Um, and it's the same with religion. You know, I think um, I'll sometimes comment on other people's. In fact, it was interesting. The other night I posted, I was watching a video on YouTube, and I learned something really interesting. And I thought, and it was the night of the political debates in the States, the Republican GOP. And here in Canada, it was mm-hmm. our first debate. We have a federal election coming up for prime minister, for, you know, new parties in um, federal election, basically, same as yours. But ours, thank you, God, is only 11 weeks, not 16 or 18 months. Um, so we had a debate the same night for our top four leaders of the four parties we have here. And so I watched our debate, I watched snippets of yours, and then I was watching um, a YouTube video. And I learned that I think it was seven states in the U.S. that atheists are not allowed to hold any political office, from school board to dog catcher to elected judges to whatever. And I just thought that was really wow. fascinating. Because, yeah, and especially since America... I didn't know that office. either. Yeah, from America being so proud of separation of church and state, right? And so I posted this, <laughs> yeah. and I just said, I find this really interesting, especially the snippets of the debate that I saw from the states about um, Ted Cruz being asked, did he get a word from God about the election? And here in Canada, that's never even mentioned. You know, like, we don't even talk about that. We don't even care. It's just not part of our political landscape. Sure, people may bring it up here and there, but it's not the norm. It's not something we concern ourselves with. And so the, the comments I got from that post were so fascinating. You know, people saying, yes, it should be totally out of, um, you know, atheists should be allowed to run for office. And others were saying, well, no, America was, crowned, you know, grounded in Christian values. Of course you have to believe in Christ. And, and so it was just fascinating to me to observe these conversations going on on this one post. So back mm-hmm. to your question. I don't, norm- I don't normally post about political things. And I didn't necessarily, I mean, I kind of knew that was going to get a bit of people commenting. But, um, <laughs> you know, like I can be, a, I can uh-huh. be, a, you know, a, a shit disturber sometimes, excuse my French. Um, but uh, <laughs> I just thought this is, you know, I learned something interesting. I thought five or six states, you can't run for any political office if you're an atheist. I thought, really? So I wanted to see yeah. what people thought. That That's funny you mentioned that, Wendy. My wife told me the other day, I posted something um, that said, uh, now I'm going to screw it up. Something like all Muslims aren't terrorists or Muslims aren't terrorists like all musicians aren't like agent. And I just yeah. thought it was funny. I didn't post it for a political thing, but I just thought, okay, yeah. don't my whole thing is don't lump us all into one thing. You know, I know all Muslims aren't terrorists. Right. I know all white people aren't racist. You know, you could go on and on and on. And my whole thing was, you know, don't pigeonhole people just because they are identified by one thing. And it yeah. caused a was like oh leave Ted. it was all about ted nude it was it became about yeah. hunting it became about religion <laughs> and my wife like she's like nice shit storm you started buddy and i'm like yeah. I, yeah. I just thought it was funny yeah but it is and, and- it is for me it, it it's getting it's getting interesting just to see that that discussion go on and number one see the intelligence yeah. in people but also see the complete narrow-mindedness and some people it's just like wow how do you go through life thinking that closed-minded and just wow yeah and i i know that and in fact i've started to actually um not unfriend people but i use there's an option where you can not see their posts and so i'm you know there's worse yeah and i'm starting to do that more and more because i'm just finding it um you know i don't have time to when people start calling people names and become derogatory and I just, I have no time for that. I'm sorry. I can have a good political discussion, trust me. But when you start to resort to name calling and like you say, being very narrow minded and there's no opinion, but mine, uh, you know, I'm just not interested in that. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've done the same thing. It's, uh, it's, uh, I've, I've lost a lot of respect for people in those situations, Wendy, where I thought, okay, I look up to this person, they're, you know, successful entrepreneur, they have got status. And then I will see something that I could see just got there and they're, they go off and I'm like, wow, I didn't, I thought you were like open-minded. You seem like, you know, I've seen you on stage talking about, oh, you know, this, that, and all of a sudden you come out of, you know, left field or right field, wherever you want to call it. And I'm just like, okay, well, I wish you well. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> cheers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah. I just really wanted to ask you that question because I found myself, you know, saying one of the things you won't ever find about me, or I hope I don't, you don't find is that I'm a hypocrite about something. And I thought, okay, if I'm being authentic and I'm being transparent, but I'm also not saying some of these things, then am I really, you know, living truthfully? And uh, the other day I was like, you know what? I can't continue to play. If, if I believe that, you know, my thing is that, hey, I don't care what you choose as long as you choose and you understand it and you believe it and you support it and you can have, like you said, a, a healthy discussion. That's cool. But when you start seeing these people like, oh, this is the only way. And I watched that Republican uh, debate and mm -hmm. I told my wife I didn't want to watch it. I haven't watched politics and, you know, I still vote, but and I watched it. And I'm like, oh, my God, our country's headed for a car crash. And uh, <laughs> it was just it was just yeah. interesting. But yeah. anyway. One of, one of the things that I tell people too is, is only share as much as you're comfortable sharing. And for every person that's going to be different. But what I think people need to do is get really clear before they really jump into social media or jump in any further about what their own boundaries are and what they're comfortable with. And then stick to that, you know, and for each person it's going to be different. But be as authentic and real as you can and, um, you know, don't post what you're not comfortable posting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really true. I mean, it's, um, I've had people that are in sales, um, you know, like, I'm just, this is what I believe and this is what I believe. I'm like, well, your entire, you know, social media is out there for perspective and clients to see, perspective employers to see. They may not share your healthy view about something and you might, you know, lose customers. Um, so there's definitely that, that, that give and take for me. I'm just like, you know what, at this yeah. point in my life at 46, um, if I'm, if I'm discounted or, or not given the opportunity for a speaking gig or something like that, because I'm passionate about making sure that everybody has an equal right in, in stuff and, uh, we protect, you know, things that are important to us, then, you know, so be it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to come out and call people outright idiots yet, but, uh, <laughs> I'm not Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> under, or, your, under your, under your breath, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, it's true. But you are, uh, you, my dear, are on here on the Kickass Radio Show. And one of the things we do here is we share tips on how our audience can grow themselves in their business and in social media. So, what I'd like for you to do is share your first Kickass tip with our audience. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, whenever I work with a client, the very first thing we want to do is to identify their ideal client. So, you really, you know, a lot of times when I work with, especially young new entrepreneurs, just start a business office. So who is your ideal client? Who are you trying to reach? And they say, oh, everybody. And my response always is, unless you're selling air or water, that's not true. <laughs> so we really need to narrow that down. And for me, my clients and I, when I do private coaching, is we spend a couple of hours at least on this. And that includes everything from, of course, age and gender and where do they live. But we look at where do they shop? Do they eat organic or do they care? Do they have pets? Do they have children? Does the wife, if they're a married couple, does the wife work? Does she work from home? Does she have children in daycare? What kind of vehicle does she drive? Where do they vacation? Because all of these things are going to do a couple of things. One, 
we know that if we clearly identify who our client is, then every marketing decision we make is going to be based on that person. So I can easily say, oh, if I want to advertise in this magazine, I can look at my avatar that we've created about my ideal client and say, oh, is Sally Shopper, my ideal client, going to see it in this magazine? If she is, then maybe we go ahead. If she's not, then there's no point. It just makes things so much easier if you know who you're trying to find. Yeah, that's, that's, I will, I will be very honest again. And that's been one of my, one of my issues over the last couple of years, Wendy is, is I, the ideal client, because I love so many different types of people. It's been, it's been, an interesting I know. Thing. Well, what's that? I've had the same problem because I, you know, I appeal to a lot of like, my business and my services appeal to lots of different people, but it's, it is important to try and do that. What's what's that noise? Are you hearing a noise now? Yeah, I'm hearing like a. Oh, there it goes. It was like somebody moving you know around or something. Oh, okay. No, I'm not sure what it was. I, I actually just shut, shut the door in the room I was in because I I was hearing something outside. So maybe that was what you heard. Maybe the mic really That's picked funny. it up. Maybe the ghost in my headphones, but um, no, I because I somebody I've had so many different you know you know opinions are like you know what and everybody's got one. And in some people have said, okay, Chris, you know, don't have a niche. People have said, have a niche. Uh, people have said, yeah. you know, pick your specific client. Your specific client's going to find you. It's been so frustrating because then they sit there and say, well, look at Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, you know, has, you know, all sorts of cross section of population go to his events and da, da, da. And I'm like, I'm not Tony Robbins. But uh, how do you, how do you tell people to not want to, like we were just talking about, impress everybody? Um, and find yeah. that ideal client. I mean, is it somebody that we is going to have the, the dollar to spend? Is it, I mean, how do we like narrow down like the top things as an ideal client? Yeah, I think, it, you know, and I think Tony Robbins is a great example because Tony didn't start out that way. Obviously, he started out working with a really small niche, as we say in Canada, niche, and you say niche in the United States. <laughs> um, and the thing is, start with a small demographic, start with a small niche, and build from that. Because if you're, if you're trying to, do, you're one person usually when you're starting a business. And if you're trying to do all things in a business and reach out to, say, 10 different demographics, you're not going to do any of them well, and you're not going to make any money. So pick mm -hmm. one, identify one target group, understand their languaging, know what appeals to them, create great content for them, really be vis visible in the markets where they are, and do it well, make some money, and then maybe hire someone to help you expand into another niche. A niche. I can't even say it now because I'm trying to say it in two different ways. <laughs> another niche that you want to expand into. So as an example, for me, I have two really distinctive niches where I spend um, time. One is I work with women entrepreneurs that are between, say, 35 and 55 or 60, who are already at a, a fairly high level of success, but they want a coach to help them take the mystery out of social media and help them take it, their business to the next level. My other niche is corporate, because I do a lot of corporate training and workshops and that kind of thing. So my marketing to both of those is quite different. And so I have to create two different separate marketing strategies for them. So you have to, I would say, pick one, do it really well, and then pick another one if you want to. And then like Tony Robbins, I mean, the guy's got, I don't know how many, you know, he's probably got dozens of people working for him. He can get them to develop all the niches. He just has to show up and do his gig. Mm. 
That's fair. That's that's true. So I, if I, so I, I actually, I can use this in my, I can use this in my defense. I could tell my wife, listen, uh, my my ideal client is uh, females from the age of twenty four to thirty five that are tall, blonde. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm yeah, but, sure she's gonna love that. If she, I, yeah, I think you better take your wife out for dinner after this broadcast, dude. I think I think I'm gonna no. Actually, my ideal client it would be a cat or a dog, but I I don't speak that just yet. I know. Um, I know. I'm the same. I'm the same. And part and part of that tip was you you said to find one social media platform where they're at. I mean, good lord, Absolutely. there's there's so many social media platforms. Uh, and I know from from my research, like if you're if you're corporate, you go LinkedIn. If you're more uh, female oriented, you go Pinterest, you know, if you're younger, you go Snapchat or whatever. So how do you recommend people find that one social media platform instead of trying to, to put like okay. I was trying to do like post to yeah. six different places every day? Yeah. Um, again, when I work with clients, that's the second step is pick the right platform because every platform has different kinds of users. And you've alluded to some, uh, you know, LinkedIn is absolutely, if you want to reach professionals, organizations or media, LinkedIn is where you want to go. Facebook right now has two demographics that are growing really fast. The over 65 is growing at a rate of 80% over the last three years. So if your product or service has anything to do with retirement living or seniors or care for seniors, which is a booming market because of all the baby boomers, then Facebook's definitely where you want to be. Also, the next group that's really growing on Facebook is 25 to 45. It's still the biggest demographic, and that's women on Facebook. So if you have anything that relates to women, especially women entrepreneurs, because many small businesses um, are run by women, and most of them are going to be on Facebook. If you are, say you're running a food in a major city, Twitter is where you want to be, because all you need to do is uh, each day tweet out your menu and where you're located for the day, and people will follow you there. Um, Instagram, if you've got a product that's really visual, like say jewelry or handmade clothing or something like that, Instagram or Pinterest is great. But I always get clients working on one platform first. And usually for my people, it's either Facebook or LinkedIn. Once they've got that really handled well, and we can go into more depth what that means later, then we talk about another platform. But what I do recommend people do is go to all the other major platforms, like Instagram, Pinterest, and now Periscope, and Neocat, and we work in names. Because we don't know what the next big platform is going to be. We don't know how people are going to migrate to different platforms. So go and reserve your name on the few platforms that they come out. We don't have to do anything with it right now. But at least you've got it if you need it down the road. Wendy, are, um, are you calling from a cell phone? I am, yes. Oh, for some reason, your your the connection just got really weird. I'm folding. Huh? No, that's worse. I was checking to see if it was my internet because <laughs> the guy's still here actually working. I'm like, is he doing me? How's that? Is that any better? No, it's still really cracked. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yeah, hang on one sec. Huh. Okay, how's that? Ah, uh, still the same. Oh shoot! Yeah, and I don't have a landline. I'm sorry. Wow, I can barely understand you. Um, I tell you what, maybe hang up and try calling back. Okay, sure. I just want to make sure people. I just want to make sure people can hear you, and that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kick-Ass Radio Show, and stuff happens from time to time. She's calling from another country. Uh, and what Wendy is talking about here, I hope you guys are taking notes because uh, in, in business, if you're an entrepreneur in business, or even if you work for a standard nine-to-five type of job, these are great tips because you know, when you think about, you know, just operating from a, a, a standpoint of authenticity and transparency, um, you know, you got to be careful, obviously, in day to day business, you're going to piss off people. Um, but, you know, for life and for my tip for you guys for life is, you know, to just, you know, be the best that you can be. Uh, so let's bring Wendy back on. Hopefully we got a good connection. Are you there? I'm here. Is that any better? Ooh, much better. Much better. Yeah, it was really weird. It just kind of went. Oh, oh, good. We just went. Crazy. Oh no! Oh no! Just a, so okay. just uh, restate restate that last tip you were talking. About. I heard uh, Periscope. I heard a couple other things going on there. Okay, uh, I sure. think the last thing we could hear so. that was clear was um, that Facebook has changed. Uh, baby boomers are there, and then also you were saying the twenty-five to forty-five female entrepreneurs were there. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So the two main platforms I work with clients on are mostly Facebook and LinkedIn. But what I do recommend people do is all these new platforms that are coming out like Meerkat, Periscope, and you know, Instagram and Snapchat, they're not so new anymore, but a lot of people are using them is go to those new platforms as they come out and reserve your name because we don't yeah. know how people are going to migrate and use different platforms over time. Like right now, Facebook is really hot and it's, I think it's going to continue to be hot, but, we don't know that for sure. And we also are now with Periscope. I mean, that thing is like crazy. And so go reserve your name on these platforms. And then if you decide you want to use them if, as they become where your target market is, then you've already got your name reserved. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's an awesome tip guys out there. Make sure you're doing that. Um, because I have screwed myself over and, and, and well, that sounds dirty. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and thought, okay, <laughs> trying to find something like, Oh, I can want at Christopher Roush or at C Roush and find all, all the Christopher's out there took it. And I was like, Oh crap. So, um, definitely word of the wise. Yeah. Um, so we've given two kick-ass tips. So give us kick-ass tip number three. My third tip is you really want to post great content and that's the big thing. And I think a lot of people freak out like, how am I going to post? People tell me I need to post 10 times a day on Facebook. You don't Ooh. need to create, first of all, you don't, yeah. That, and you know what? A year ago, year and a half ago, that was the, the wisdom of some of the top social media people on Facebook was post every single hour, 10 to 12 times Ooh. a day. Uh -huh. And trust me, I, I go three, I go three ago, or four times. Depending. Yeah. And I was doing that because I wanted to see, I'm an experimenter on social media. So I do experiments, I see what works, and then I create a course around it and teach other people what I've done. But with Facebook, I was doing that. But that was in the days when Facebook would share your posts with about 40% of the people that followed you. Now we're lucky if we get Facebook sharing it with sometimes as low as 5% of the people that follow us on our business pages. So what I suggest people do is post great content, like you say, three or four times a day is ideal. But what, there's a couple of things that you can do to really improve the performance of your post. One is you don't have to write it all yourself. Go find some interesting content that other people have written. So maybe go to a website where your ideal clients might find interesting articles. And what I do is I spend about an hour once a month. I block it off my calendar and I go online and I just Google the keywords that my ideal clients would be looking for. And I find a ton of great articles. I save them in Evernote and then I've always got a big file folder, a digital file folder to pull from of content I can share. So one or twice, once or twice a day, it's stuff I haven't even written. And then I'll be posting other things that 
you want to jump in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just going to say, wow, that's a great idea. And then I was just also going to say that Evernote, I love, 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 love Evernote. So that was just my little, little yeah, time. But it's a great free tool. And, um, you know, you can plunk your stuff in there. You can divide it into folders. So I've got them for, for me as a social media person, mine are like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. And then I've got marketing in general, because I don't want to just talk about social media all the time. Then another couple of things that are really in going to increase your um, engagement on Facebook is video. And these can be videos that you make yourself on your phone, on your webcam, and they can be other people's videos. And I, again, I'm always experimenting. So here's what I've been playing with the last few months is posting videos from other people. I did one a couple, about a month ago um, from a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm sure you know who he is. Vaynerchuk. Um, Ask Gary yeah, V. They, Ask Gary V. Exactly. And I love his stuff. And so he had a great Monday morning um, video he'd shot on the streets of New York. Yep, and I so that. I posted that video on my Facebook business page. And I have right now, I don't know, maybe 3,200 people on my business page. And that video was seen by, gosh, at least 2,000 people. Now that's huge wow. reach. Without boosting yes. it? Now here, yes, no boosting. So That's here's awesome. a tip for you. When, uh, I know, post a video by somebody famous who your tribe is interested in and do two things when you write the post. Use the person's name who's in the video. Here's a great video from Gary Vaynerchuk and tag that person in the post because people are always searching for that person's name. Then you also want to use the word video in the description. So here's a great Monday morning video from Gary Vaynerchuk. Because right now, Facebook really likes that word video for some reason. And so if, they, if their computers pick up on the word video in your description, they're going to share it with more people for some reason. Wow, so, I am going to do quick. that tonight. <laughs> and Tony Robbins is another good one. I posted a video from him a couple of weeks ago. And same thing, like I got massive reach on it. Now, I, like you, I'm an animal lover, big time. So I'm always posting cute animal videos. And people will say to me, well, Wendy, what's that got to do with social media? Here's the thing. Being an animal lover is part of my personality. It's who I am at a very deep core level. And so I'm going to share that. And people will say, well, that's not really adding to your social media cred. Well, I don't care. It still gets my name and my brand in people's newsfeed every day. And I want that brand name recognition. So it doesn't matter to me that it's an animal video. And I mean, that's not all I post, obviously. But it does give people an insight into who I am as a person overall. And it also gets my name in front of them. And that's the big thing. You still there? Hello.
speaking. Hello? Hello? Hello?